What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, my friends, my cohorts. First of all, this man is treating Memorial Day like Christmas because just like the baby Jesus, this was the day that he was born, the day we're recording, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, give a big warm happy birthday to Ron. What's happening? Ron, how old are you now? I am 44. Good job. I made it. I made it. You just beat out Ken M. Just beat out Ken M. Just yeah. you know, I know I'm the oldest one out of this whole group. <laughs> not, not by much, not I, by much. Ken Ken's up there with you. Yeah, I know. I get it. I'm 44. I made it. You know, surprisingly made it this far in my life. Don't know how. Good job. <laughs> Good job. And the man that doesn't need an introduction, but yet has the longest introduction in all podcasting. Hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. He's the leader of the Middles Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old bearded ginger feller. And just like Tom Cruise, this man is ready to go Mach 10. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Diesel. I'm here with a few good men ready to get into the danger zone. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, if you're reviewing movies and you have to describe Tom Cruise and his other movies... It felt like he was interviewing a vampire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, I, like I'm pretty sure... Like the day sure, was thunder. Listen, if you guys haven't figured out already, the uh, 3FN Movie Club review, of course we tell you that every week, is, is, is Top Gun Maverick, which just came out this past week. So we'll be reviewing that in the second half of the show. But I, I'm convinced that Tom Cruise is a vampire. He might be. Convinced that he's a vampire. Probably. Or there's something to Scientology. I, 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 I'm scared to join, but... There's something to it. Well, we're none of us are rich enough to get to do that level of Scientology. <laughs> no, but if we become famous enough, we'll be all right. And they'll protect all your dirty secrets, Diesel. It might be the way to get famous and rich. Yeah, tell that to fucking hide from that 70s show. Ah, but that, that's because well, he was going to leave. I was going to leave, and I think they set him up. The same thing the same thing they did with Travolta. As long as you don't leave, they ain't never going to set you up. They'll yeah. protect you. Yeah. They'll cradle you. All of a sudden, Travolta was thinking about leaving, and everybody was coming out that he was gay and... Was had pool boys over and masseuses on his planes and <laughs> no, shit. You got handsy with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyways, but eh, that being said, how has been your Memorial Day weekend slash week, Ronald? It's, uh, it's been good. Uh, you know, made it through the week of work, enjoyed the three day weekend here with you know the caveat of having my birthday today. So had birthday lunch today, had dinner at my sister's house yesterday. My niece showed up with a half moon uh, birthday cake. Ooh. It was actually really good. <laughs> so it was like an 18 inch fucking half moon. <laughs> yeah, nice. the, the baker made it like it was out of the half moon cookie yep. like style too. So it was like it's a heavy dense cake. Nice. <laughs> I was like, ooh. So we've been eating that for two days. Uh, our Wednesday game group met and we're at a part of Witchlight where we're about to do something we don't normally do and actually really role play because. We are set up to do a performance. We have to put on a show for the hag that we're dealing with right now. 
So we are, and we opt to actually do it. So we'll see how this goes. If you, if you need any advice, Diesel is normally he's used to putting on performances for hags. <laughs> if you need an audience member, we can go full requiem to, for the dream, and I will yell out ass to ass. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So we he, the DM gave us an option. He goes, well, the way they want you to do it is this, or I can just we can just fast forward it and we'll figure something else out. And we chose to do it the way it's in the book. Nice. <laughs> so this will be interesting. Well, you know, we, we role play a little bit, but not like hardcore. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with yep. this. It's going to be Robin Hood men in tights all over again. <laughs> it's supposed to be a tragedy, so it's more like Romeo and Juliet-esque. Oh, the, the tale of Th- Lothario Diggler? A tale of Lothario Diggler. <laughs> that is a tragedy. <laughs> it got put on hold. He got put on blast. He may or may not have... Uh, Gotten a special disease. I heard Lothario Diggler got the monkey box. <laughs> he was the re- he got created the monkey box. He probably did create the monkey box. He was the first one infected. Lothario Diggler. There. Speaking of the the, the uh, person who embodies Lothario Diggler, Diesel. How's the week been? Been a pretty mundane week. Just did a lot of work. Um, got the silent treatment one day from one of my coworkers, <laughs> and it was a glorious day. Um, and then uh, more work down here at Dragon Master Games. Um, just been keeping busy. Um, yeah. Uh, bought some new shirts because people have been questioning my amount of pink shirts that I own. So I bought another pink shirt. Love it. Yesterday. And uh, another Leah shirt was on the racks at uh, Burlington. So I picked that one up too. <laughs> but to, to, to start today, you're wearing a Cobra Kai shirt. Yeah, the Cobra Kai shirt. That was like, ooh, fat guy Cobra Kai shirts. I might, I might have to go pick me up. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> I like that one better than the one that was at... Uh, Walmart that I got. There you go. Well, good stuff. Such good shit, pal. Uh, pretty uneventful for me. I cleaned up the house. Uh, we went in a little spree. Nice, uh, relaxing, long weekend. Uh, watched uh, Double or Nothing, AW. <laughs> Terrible. Heard fucking, that was a shit show. Fucking shit show. Your champion, CM Punk. And he looks all of his age. But yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was, it was a weekend. <laughs> We got to do uh, 607 TWS early, so instead of doing it after the show, we did it before, because it's Memorial Day, and both me and Ken had off and got paid to do it, and on top of that, uh, Ken wants to be there for the Rangers game tonight at 8, so it worked out perfect. Nice. Uh, So it was like, hey, fuck it, I get to go home early. Yeah. Good stuff for me. So, eh, not so bad. It's a pretty good week. Hopefully, everybody at home has had a great week as well, because we always hope that you guys do. But with that being said, we got to hit you off for some of them opening plugs, of course. If you would like to get a hold of us and, you know, ask us to review a film or just talk to us, just say hi. Whatever you want to do, tell Diesel he's wrong, whatever. Hit us up on social media, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at 3 Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. Also, for all information about the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast, go to 8122productions.com. There you can find the link to our Public store. Get some swag, help support the show. Also, if you'd like to support the show and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. As little as $1 a month. Get a ton of bonus content. Help out everything we do here from podcasting to streaming and everything in between. Of course, the link to the Twitch channels there, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we bring you 607TWS, where me and Ken M for the ODPH talk all things pro wrestling so you want to be a part of that as well also friends of the show around there such as the ODPH and of course our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest which is right around the corner August uh, 26th 27th in Vernon New York at the Vernon Downs Casino for all ticket information and who's going to be there 
go to uh, scifihorrorfest.com. Also, uh, the bands who provide us with music for the show, copyright free, got to give them a shout out. Firstly, of course, and most importantly, the band that does our theme music each and every week. Shout at the robots. Of course, make sure you follow them. The links are on our website for them. And you can also support them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp, and then our local sponsors, Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, and of course, Dragon Master Games for all your magic gathering and gaming needs. Go to DragonMasterGames.com, who help you bring this show to you each and every week, commercial free. And if you forget any of those links, they're all in the hyperlinks in this podcast description below. Yeah, get it. It's the best version of the Mario Brothers that you've <laughs> ever heard. It's Caribbean. Caribbean. There's Caribbean steel drums, Diesel. How do you feel about Caribbean steel drums? Well, there's not enough Caribbean steel drums in the world. There's not enough? You not think there enough. should be more? There should be more. Just so like more cowbell? More cowbell, more Caribbean steel drums. Put them together. Absolutely. I, I agree with you, Diesel. But with that being said, we've got a lot to talk about on this episode. Second half of the show, of course, 3FN movie review. Top Gun Maverick already mentioned that. But before we even get there, we have a huge, huge, huge edition of... The Nerd News! Bam, bam, bam! Bing, bang, boom! Yeah, ta, ta! That's right, we have a huge, huge edition. Mm-hmm. So, where shall we start? I'll tell you where we'll start. We'll start off at the thing that cut us off last week. Because last week when we recorded on Monday, this wasn't a thing. Because it came out like at 9 p.m. that night. Yeah. So, we couldn't talk about it last week. So, we're going to talk about it this week. And of course, that is the. Full-length trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. That's right. Thor Love and Thunder had its full-length trailer. And, of course, finally, we got to see Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. That's the most proud, the most prevalent, prevalent yeah. thing in that trailer, not to mention other great scenes. But let's start about how we felt about the trailer, starting with Ron. How did you feel about the Thor Love and Thunder full-length trailer that we got? Uh, it g- gave just enough that you to keep everybody interested. It didn't overdo it. It gave you gore the way you know you needed to see. You got to see Zeus. You got to see you know actually Zeus you know rip off Thor's clothes basically because he has him chained. <laughs> you also don't get to see because it's blurred out Chris Hemsworth's ass. Well, Thanks di- a lot. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> I'm sure we can find it somewhere. But you know that gave away a lot because there's like a whole tattoo on his back and you know in memory of loki and shit so what's loki gonna play in this or like or when loki season two comes out if thor shows up like that's gonna play something huge Uh, so it's enough it's it's enough to give everybody interested i'm ready for it i want to see it i'm good with it let's go diesel gore the god butcher is the stuff of nightmares and i am in for this (laughs) i liked it yeah christian bell looks phenomenal in this role uh the trailer overall I'm already hyped on this movie. Um, I don't think I can get any more hyped. Uh, cool seeing more scenes of Jane Foster as Thor, just sitting there alongside Valkyrie and whatnot. But, dude, I just want some gore the God Butcher in my life right now. I agree with you. I cannot wait. Uh, I can't get more excited than I already was. I love Thor Ragnarok. I love yeah. where they were going coming out of uh, the last couple films, of course, Endgame and, and Infinity War. Uh, I, him going with the Guardians as the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that's going to be kind of a neat tie-in. I can't, I can't wait to see all this. Is there, I'm fucking sold on so many levels of this movie. Oh, yeah. And then you just add in the fact that I, I think this this is a cool run with Gore the God Butcher. It looks cool, man. It looks like a big threat. I yeah. like big threats. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a couple movies where I don't think the threats have been that big. 
Well, really, honestly, Eternals yeah. wasn't. That Eternals big? wasn't. I mean, come Marbius on. They, they, wasn't. Man, listen, they laid waste to the Deviant quick as shit. I mean, I mean, then fucking Morbius. Morbius was, he wasn't. A there, good I don't even think that there was a good threat in that. There was nothing good about that movie. Although, because people kept writing about it satirically, it looks like we're getting a sequel. Son of a bitch. This is why we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, let's just remember Thor, Love and Thunder, of course, directed and written by the great Taika Waititi. will hit theaters on July 8th of 2022, so we ain't that far away. Cannot wait for it. Countdown is on. A little over a month away. And we get to see Thor, Love and Thunder. Well, that brings us to the next gigantic portion of the nerd news. And you would think that on a week where we got the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That would be enough fucking Star Wars news, wouldn't you? And normally it would. And that, of course, there's been a lot of mixed reviews out there about Obi-Wan. Some people like it better than others. We're not gonna review it, but I'll just say it was a slow start, I thought, but I picked up and now I'm intrigued. So I'm glad that they put the two episodes out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna yeah. say that. Uh, but uh, and I think we were all agreed to that when yeah. we were talking earlier. So yeah. there you go. We maybe will break it down when it's the season's over, but I don't want to break it down before because you never know where people are watching a TV yeah. show. With that being said, though, it was also Star Wars Celebration Week. Disney throwing Star Wars Celebration, having a grand old time <laughs> with 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 the great Lucas Films because. I should say that because there was a little news that was not Star Wars attached to Star Wars. Really? What could that be? Of course, let's just dive into that first to get it out of the way because it's the one thing that isn't Star Wars. We got a first look and a confirmation that we are getting Indiana Jones Part 5. Oh, wow. Numero Cinco, straight from the Lucasfilm Studio Spotlight showcase panel at Star Wars. Fucking this. You know what? I'm getting tired of the thing that we use. Yeah, I get it. Because the article just said, oh, no, I, I, I want to fucking show you shit that you don't need to see. And I'm leaving this in because I'm fucking yeah. hating comicbook.com right now. Thanks, comicbook.com. Look, at every time I scroll, a fucking ad comes in front of shit. Sons of bitches. And it's for a movie I like, so fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> straight from the Lucasfilm Studio Spotlight Showcase panel at Star Wars Celebration comes a rare non-Star Wars announcement. A first look at Harrison Ford as Dr. Henry Jones Jr. in the upcoming Indiana Jones 5. The actor made a surprise appearance at the panel to mark the occasion and reveal the photo to the crowd saying, We have almost completed the next Indiana Jones film featuring the music of John Williams. I had a wonderful experience working with James Mangold. Uh, with Kathy, I'm really proud of the movie that we made. Lucasfilm confirms the film's release date remains intact as well. It's currently scheduled for June 30th of 2023. How do you feel about getting to finally see Indy back on the screen? Diesel. I've never been a huge Indiana Jones fan after the first two. Like, they said enough that they needed to say with the uh, Crystal Skulls. Like, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it another chance. I'll watch it, but uh, I, expectations are low. Rotten. I'm fine with it. I'll watch it just because it's there. Like, Crystal Skulls had its own love and hate. Like, I didn't really hate it, but I know it wasn't good. Yeah. So, uh, maybe it's just because it was Indiana Jones. I mean, I watched the first three, like, a hundred times. So, you know, it is what it is. I, You know, it'll be a nice little send-off for them. Because, obviously, that's going to be the send-off. Yeah. You know, unlike, you know, some movies, you know, you know people die. 
All right, let's dive right into the Star Wars news, shall we? Let's start off with something that we already knew was coming because Mandalorian Season 3. We do not have an exact release date, but we were given the month that it will be coming, so we can expect The Mandalorian to return in February of 2023. Nice. And uh, it looks like they're gearing up for one hell of a season over there at The Mandalorian. Uh, Ron, how do you feel about the return of The Mandalorian? Oh, it's fine. Like, especially after the Book of Boba Fett, where they left off with that, you know, you got to see uh, what Gogu was doing and all that stuff at the end of that, so they can go right into the action and what they need to in the new story. So it was a nice little breather spot and be like, hey, here it is. Now let's go. So I'm all about that. Diesel. I'm a little bit greedy. I I don't like that it's so far away. I was hoping for you know October, November, December era, but you know I'll wait the extra two months. Um. It was a slow burn for me. I'm all in on The Mandalorian now after Book of Boba Fett in Season 2. And yeah. also coming out to excite me even more, Babu Freak will be joining <laughs> The Mandalorian in Season 3. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of Babu Freak. Uh, he was one of my favorite parts of uh, the new uh, trilogy. Come on. yeah. How do you not like Babu Freak? <laughs> I'm just hoping for a Grogu Babu Freak fight. <laughs> you are? Yeah. No, you got, not like an actual like to the death, but like a slap fight. <laughs> ah, good, good. All right, so coming up next, another, another show that we knew was coming. Are you ready? That, of course, is the Ashoka series, starring the one and only Rosario Dawson as the uh, Ahsoka, which we got to see her in Mandalorian Season yep. 2, so that's always a, a, is a cool thing. So they had a panel, and they announced some things. So... Let's just go right to the horse's mouth and get the information ourselves. Uh, it has now been a fit made official by Natasha Lou Bordizzo, who is uh, is doing the casting for the show, that I feel that way about, this is a direct quote, I feel that way about everyone I work with, but also the fans. It's just most welcoming creative. I have never experienced anything like this. That is going really well. I can't say a thing. I know how much Sabine means to a lot of people, because she's going to be playing Sabine. And also, Ezra's coming, and I know that Diesel nutted his pants at that moment. Yeah. So, how are you, Diesel? This is your big thing. You love Rebels. We're getting a ton of Rebels joining Ahsoka, which we hoped for, but now it's set in stone. Yeah, so the way Rebels ended, where they're like, Sabine and Ahsoka are like, all right, it's time to look for Ezra. This is where we're going at, and this was teased in Season 2 of The Mandalorian when uh, Ahsoka was asking, where's Thrawn? I am super excited for this. Rebels is, was a really good show. Uh, once you get past the fact that it's a kid show, I know it's a hang-up for a lot of adults that love Star Wars. It was a phenomenal show. It had some some of the greatest iconic deaths oh, yeah. in the Star Wars universe, and I cannot wait for this. Yeah, I, I was slower on it because of how it started. And it, it, it did really feel kiddish. The, yeah. the animation was different. Uh, Ezra Bridger's, like got a little slingshot. You yeah. know, you're like, okay. And so I kind of bowed out. But once you know they put it, they were going through, and I was hearing what was going on i'm like oh shit i gotta start yeah. watching so i said you know diesel got into it first even though i put him on the clone wars yeah. and then i jumped in and i, I went through it all <laughs> like and it's, it's i cannot wait to see this how it looks live action yeah because sabine ren was a great character ezra i yeah you agree. really learned to care for that character and then all the side characters on rebels too which have been confirmed yeah i cannot wait 
That's awesome. I'm also a big fan. Cannot wait for it. And according to the official, it is going to premiere in 2023 alongside Mandalorian. I don't really know if that means it's coming out at the same time or if it's going to be staggered. I'm going to assume staggered because that's the Disney Plus way. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of smart about their releases. you got to give them credit for that. Next up, let's stay, of course, stay with me, if you will, and talk more about Star Wars. Go figure. Star Wars Celebration. Bye. And for the longest time, we were waiting to get more information about Star Wars Endor. And not only did we get it, but we got the first teaser trailer for Star Wars Endor. Of course, Star Wars Endor is going to be the prequel to the fan favorite Star Wars Rogue One, bringing back uh, Diego Luna's uh, titular character in that film. Are you happy? Because I know that you were a big fan of Captain Cassian and Rogue One Diesel. Are you happy that this is returning? And how did you feel about the teaser clip? Well, the teaser clip uh, was a good teaser. Um, not really sure exactly what's happening, but it's just like uh, lots of alarm bells going off, people warning each other. Andor's character was a solid character, was definitely a deep character with mixed directions. This one, I'm not super hyped on yet, but once we get the full trailer, I think that'll change. Yeah, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like I like, we'll see where it fits in and how it all goes through. Like I said, this was just a teaser to give you a taste. Once you get by the fact that it's a taste and we get to see a little bit more of the story, I'm sure we'll be all in it. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming it's going to be really good. Of course, that's coming out later this year, uh, so we don't have to wait too long for Andor. Um, I was a big fan of Diego Luna's in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I know that actually we all shared that in common, that we were really big fans. Diego Luna fucking knocked it out of the building, wanted you, making you want more. Unfortunately, with the way Rogue <laughs> One ends, uh, you don't get more because, you know, that's a kind of a compact story. It tells the story of how we get a new hope, but in the same breath, it gets rid of everybody that started that movie. Uh, so I thought that that was one of the more genius things about Rogue One. And guess what? It doesn't change now. Now we're getting a prequel. We get to see what Diego Luna does with the character going further and how we got to Rogue One. So kudos to the, you know, it's almost like they're uh, reading our fucking minds over there at Disney+. Plus. <laughs> By the way, when I said it comes out later this year, you don't have to wait too long. It comes out on August 31st yep. to Disney+. Nice. Plus. Well, there was even more announcements. What? Even more announcements. This one didn't have as much to do with it. They didn't give a lot about but we have now found out the Star Wars Skeleton Crew, an original series starring Jude Law from executive producers John Watts, Christopher Ford, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni is streaming in 2023 only on Disney+. Plus. They were kind of, uh, that's one of the ones that they were more tight-lipped about because obviously we're a little ways away from it. But Jude Law entering the world of Star Wars. Uh, Ron, how you feel about it? I'm fine with it. Well, let's see. I'm actually more hyped for this, I think, a little bit just because it's something new. So I'm all about it. Diesel? Yeah. Um, I, I, am I wrong to kind of hope that's sort of like the uh, what they're doing in Star Trek with the blow decks? decks? Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. That's what I'm hoping it is. Yeah. So a little more comedy and a little more, but enough of the Star Wars. Yep. That's why I'm kind of hoping for. That's that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, they didn't give too much information on this one now. But the more Star Wars content you give me, the more happy I'm going to be. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, Diesel, you ready to fill the cup once again? Because we got news and a first trailer. For Bad Batch Season 2, I know once again you got in deep with clones and rebels and everything else. How are you feeling about the, the trailer for Bad Batch Season 2? It's it's looking good. I'm DC Animated, or not DC, uh, Star Wars Animated <laughs> is like really good. It, this one, I, 
the Bad Batch was a good story. It did pretty much fall into the category of the ATM in Star Wars, but there was nothing wrong with that, and season two trailer was looking mighty good. Ron, I know oh, you were also a fan. How are you thinking about the second season trailer? Yeah, it's, it's enough teaser to get you wanting more, and the story itself, like, they can go anywhere with this story, yeah. and it seems like they're trying to get their freedom type of deal, like, they, they're, like, because it's just how they're dealing with uh, the one chick from the bar, they, you know, doing yeah. all the jobs and stuff, and she's like, don't you want your freedom? Like, and they're kind of like, well, yeah, I guess that is the goal, and, but, you know, it's the Bad Batch, like, yeah, unless they don't know what they want. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know what freedom is yeah. because they're, yeah. they were not engineered for that. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, this would be interesting where they go. Even if we only get this season and, like, another one, yeah. I, I, I end it on a high note. I'm good with, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, excited about this. I'm a big fan of the animated movies in the Star Wars universe, and this is just, it's more of what was good. I mean, Bad Batch was another one that started out a little slow in the first couple episodes, but God damn, yeah. it took a turn to corner. So I cannot wait to see where we are there and it's a great story and I love the work that they do on the animated series uh, so I can only hope it just continues that on and in the final piece now mind you there was much much more that went on at, at Star Wars Celebration so we just picked and chose what we covered let's be honest but the final thing we were covering from Star Wars is something that I know that a lot of people have been waiting for and has been a long time coming but Respawn Entertainment and Electronic Arts finally revealed Star Wars Jedi Survivor today to coincide with the Star Wars Celebration 2022. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the sequel to Respawn's 2019 action-adventure game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and will be and we'll see protagonist Cal Kestis taking center stage once again. So they gave us a little trailer. It's more of a teaser than it is a full-on trailer. Ron, I know this is up your alley more than Diesel's because he doesn't play video games. How are you looking at uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Oh, yeah. I'm like all in. Like every every Star Wars games I've actually played, I've enjoyed the, the newer generations ones all the way back to Force Unleashed. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 are amazing. Like uh, The last one I only played a little bit of, uh, I forget the name, uh, with the dude with the robot. Uh, the last one they had out. I That's Jedi yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, or Fallen Order. That yeah, was the one that's a, this is the sequel to. Yes, yeah. So. Uh, sorry, I forgot the name. My bad. That's okay. Because I only played it for a few minutes, but what I played of it, I liked. Yeah. So, like, this is, you know, it being part two, you know, it's a story of it going through. I, it, it, as long as they make it a little bit longer and a better story than Force Unleashed 2, Force Unleashed 2 kind of, like, was a little pushed and was yeah. like, okay, you just run through. It was like it was like a Super Mario Brothers game. Yeah. It was everything was on until, here you go, boom, done, done in about three hours. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. So, I'm good with it. I know you don't play much games, but you got to see a little taste of this. What does it look to you? Diesel? Yeah, it looks great. Um, I don't play many video games, but I did watch a lot of like the storyline stuff from uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and the story looks pretty good, so to see a continuation of this, I'm pretty excited for, actually. Yeah, I know a lot of people are excited to hopefully see Cal in the, the, the actual movies, Yeah. but you know what? We're going to continue the storyline in, in, in the video games, and I like that, yeah. and maybe someday we will get a movie, but right now the games are knocking it out with the storyline, and Cal is a great character to add to the lore of Star Wars. Let's kick out of Star Wars news, but stay in sci-fi fantasy news, if you will. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new teaser for the Disney Plus series, Willow. What? After the events of the 1988 fantasy film, a group of all new characters travel the Enchanted Realm. There are fairy queens and ebrisk monsters to be met. Willow Oofgood is back with some new faces, too. 
The Falcon and the Winter Soldier's Aaron Kellyman stars as Jade, Army of One alum Amir Chada Patel as Borman, The Serpent's L. Bamber as Dove, and Mayor of East Town's Ruby Cruz as Kit. So there's a ton of star power behind this one. The teaser was great. I can also tell you that Stephen Wolfendend is directing the pilot episode, and John M. Cho and Jonathan Estenwhistle were, uh, will be handling the different episodes of the Disney Plus series. Uh, I know sometimes it's a punchline about Willow, but how are you feeling about this Willow teaser? You know, it looks fantastic. It really does. But I'm sorry, there's something about it that is just nightmare feel for me. He looks creepy as shit. And I know he's the good guy, but oh. And then when you see him with the even littler, littler people, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle this. This one might make me tap out. I like. I, it looks I, really good, though. It, it really does. It does look good. So, I mean, they did put the money into it to make it look good. Um, but it kind of, like it feels like it starts out like Willow because he hugs his, hugs his wife and goes right, you know, yeah. like oh, I'm gonna leave. Like so, it's like all right, throw back to the original. I get it, fine. I go, do we really need this? I like, I don't know. I mean, I know there's fans of Willow. I I'm not saying I'm not. I just don't know if we really needed the sequel. Like, well, it's a series, but I, series. I get it. Yeah, I do like, get it. It's, it's just a sequel series instead yeah. of a movie. But yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know if we really needed this. Like, yeah. I, like, like uh, okay. Like, it's one of those weird IPs where yeah, people remember it and enjoy it, but. I don't know anyone that's like a huge Willow fan. Yeah, I mean it was thirty-four years ago. Yeah. It's a long yeah. time. I mean, I remember seeing it in theaters. I remember. Yeah, but uh, being freaked out at the end with the fu- everybody turning in the pigs. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those weird IPs though to choose to bring back. Like it might not be a success. It might be a success, but it's, it's, this one seems more of a gamble. Yeah. Well, I agree with that because once again, it, but it is targeted for us in the eighties. Yeah. Because think about it, the, the Stranger Things has really just rebirthed everything from the eighties. So here we are, you know. Uh, Warwick Davis being back is also oh, is yeah. also champion. I mean, it's nice to have him back. I don't know if I'd like anybody else's Willow because that doesn't really make much sense. The big question on everybody's mind has to be: Will Val Kilmer come back? They're, supposedly they said he's. Will we get a cameo at least for Val Kilmer? There's they're gonna release. I don't remember if they said they're gonna release what happened to Mad Morgan. Yeah, but, well, but the character will play yeah. an important role. Yeah, in they, this show. Yeah, whether so that they, means he's in it or not is yet to be determined. Yeah, I hope we get to see him. How yeah. we get to see him. But we won't have to wait too much longer because it's coming out before the end of the year. November 30th, 2022 is when Willow, the TV series, will hit the small screen, if you will, or the streaming screen mm-hmm. of Disney+. Plus. I don't... Well, you know, what do you call the streaming stuff? You know, like, usually TV used to be the small screen instead of the big screen, but now it's streaming. Well, I'm just saying, when you're talking about Willow, it's always the small screen, even when it's the big screen. <laughs> well, listen, we all know the big things come in small packages. <laughs> or small packages come on big things. Right, Diesel? <laughs> Goddamn right. hi Diesel, we got some news that's going to make you fill the cup yet again. Yet again. Are you ready? Oh, I'm always are ready. You, are you ready? Calm yourself down. Michael B. Jordan. How do you feel after I say Michael B. Jordan, first of all? It moves. <laughs> How much? Like if you're at if it's Olympics at six, where are we at? We're probably at nine p.m. Okay. What if I say Adonis Donnie Creed? Well, we're up to like ten thirty now. <laughs> what if I say that there is an official poster for Creed three? I just oh, I just spilled all over that poster. Oh, oh man, you got it on my leg. Oh, 
By the way, as reported exclusively oh. by Collider, Metro Goldwyn Meyer, MGM, I don't know why they always spell that fucking out, had the first promo poster for Creed 3 on display on the show floor at the Lightsitting Expo in Las Vegas. The poster features a black and white image of Jordan's Donnie Creed, who is clearly in fighting shape, looking towards the camera and crossing his arms. He's accompanied by the film's title, November 2022 release window, in a massive MGM logo. Not a lot, but it gave us... The November time frame is still on the board for Creed 3. I know that myself and Diesel will be seeing this one. And it'll probably be a 3FN movie club review as we love the Creed movies. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait. <laughs> as a matter of fact, we have a, Creed, we have a Creed 2 poster above the door in the studio. Mm-hmm. Not on display for anybody but ourselves just because we like Creed that much. We got some more cup fill in the cup news, Diesel. I, I, I'm really milking you dry today. Yeah. Really? Oh. <sighs> And it's been a while since we've gotten an update on the much-anticipated Clerks 3. But this past Saturday, filmmaker Kevin Smith dropped a pretty major one. Smith posted on Twitter, and I quote, The at Lionsgate folks showed me a first pass of the Clerks 3 trailer, and I fucking love it. Trailer cutting is a storytelling art form entirely unto itself, and the artists behind what I saw have my respect and awe. Hoping I get to share it during my Hall H panel at... San Diego Comic-Con. He just put Comic-Con, but it is San Diego Comic-Con. So, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we will finally get to see the trailer for what we've been anticipating for a long time for Clerks 3 at San Diego Comic-Con. Where is it at now, Diesel? I'm chafed. I just, <laughs> just give it to me now. I, I need relief. Just, just show me the trailer. They'll get me by for another year. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm super glad that we're going back to Hall H, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I am love when Kevin Smith gets to go back to Hall H. So this is going to be phenomenal. Get to finally, finally see what we've all been waiting for. Uh, it, it's slated to come out somewhere between mid to late 2022 originally. We're already almost at the midway point, so I'm going towards late 2022. If they're going to show it at Hall H, which will be in July, I would anticipate maybe an August or September release. Yeah. Leaning towards September. Yeah, that's usually, that's his normal time frame, too. Right, I agree, but it's not... So we'll probably get the date when that happens, but yeah. if he's holding off on the trailer until Hall H, which is in July, I yeah. wouldn't anticipate it coming out right after they reveal the trailer. No. Of course, St- Clerks 3 will star Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Rosario Dawson, Trevor Furman, Marlon Gigolato, Jason Muse, and Kevin Smith. Um so everybody's back, ladies and gentlemen. Elias is back, baby. Dude, not only Elias is back, which makes me fucking yeah. happy. Rosario <laughs> Dawson's back. I mean, after she gets that fat Star Wars money, she's still coming back to do the clerk yeah. stuff, which is good. And of course, you don't have clerks without Brian O'Hara and Jeff Anderson, which it's a miracle that Jeff Anderson, once again, I hate to say it, but thank God Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Anderson was like, I'm never making another clerks film yeah. ever. Yeah. And he, he was serious about it. And then all of a sudden the, the big guy went down. And uh, he was like, all right, never mind. I'll do yeah. another Clerks movie. But I, I love how Kevin Smith made fun of that in J.M. Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. And he was like, all you have to do is have a heart attack and your friends will come back to movies. <laughs> I mean, it patched his relationship with Ben Affleck, which was beautiful to see in that movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Jason Mewes and him have gotten a lot closer because there was a little drift when Jason was really out on the fucking... Which, I, by the way, there's a great... If you guys are into it, there's a great uh, Steve-O... You know, Steve-O does the podcast? Yeah. Wild yeah. Ride. Wild Ride. He has uh, Jay Mewes on. Oh, nice. And it's a fucking amazing nice. thing. And, like, he was asking him about, because, you know, they share addiction, you yeah. know, being, both being addicted in the past. And he basically was telling the story of Kevin Smith. And he was like, I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Kevin. And he had to finally just give me tough love. 
And uh, the story was taught. You have to hear it, but one of the things that finally broke him down was he came over, strung out to Thanksgiving dinner, and Kevin yeah. had to come outside in tears and tell him he couldn't come in. Yeah. Because my daughter can't see you like this. Mm-hmm. She can't see Uncle Jay like you. Like what you are now. It was fucking touching. Yeah. I'm tearing up thinking about it because it's fucking a touching oh, yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, so if check it out on YouTube, Wild Ride with Jay Muse. It was really good. And check it out soon. Him and Jack Osborne hunting Sasquatch. Dude. <laughs> Dude, I'm... Honestly? Yeah. I'm fucking care. in. <laughs> I'll watch it. Dude, I'm fucking, I'm fucking in. Well, that brings us to the last thing we're going to talk about in the nerd news. And unfortunately, it's going to be fucking sad. I hate doing the sad, but it's going to be sad because iconic actor Ray Liotta has died at the age of 67, and both his fans and the industry are shocked and grieving. Liotta was the star of Goodfellas, Field of Dreams, Hannibal, Shades of Blue, The Many Saints of Newark, Blow, and so many other works of film, TV, and stage. Even video games, because he was a voice in Grand Theft Auto, a Vice City. His passing came suddenly and without warning, he reportedly died in his sleep while filming his latest movie in the Dominican Republic. Uh, it's not just the loss of one of the greatest character actor icons of a generation that is really rocking people right now. As you can see below, the surprise of uh, the news alone is tough for the fans too, as uh, Lorraine Bracco took to Twitter and said, I am utterly shattered to hear this terrible news about my Ray. I can be anywhere in the world and people will come up and tell me their favorite movie is Goodfellas. Then they always ask, what was the best part of making that movie? My response has always been the same, Ray Liotta. Um, and that was many, one of the many, many times. David Scott put out there one of the greatest scenes in the movie history, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, of course, is the laughing scene from uh, uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, just tons of outpour for the legend that was Ray Liotta. Uh, I know I'm a big fan of Goodfellas. I know Ron is a huge fan of Goodfellas. Yep. Uh, how did you feel about the passing of the, the great Ray Liotta? I mean, this one it really, really does suck. I mean, way too soon. Uh, especially being out actually filming a new movie um, and everything that's come out that there's no suspicious activity. It was just he went to bed and didn't wake up. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, way, way too soon. Like, he had so much more to give. Like, there's, I, you know, I don't even know what that production is going to do with that movie, if they're going to use what they have and just rewrite it from that point. Um, you know, and his family and, his, you know, his fiance, you know, she, you know, was, you know, balling, obviously. You know they got you know they got him home so yeah. they're you know god bless them all this this one hits hard because he's he's been a major part of anybody that's been alive in the last 20 years in all the movies that he's done so like you've seen him in something yeah might not have been good fellas you know you play if you weren't you know playing video games it might not have been vice city but like he's it's like i just realized how much of movies i've saw with him oh, yeah. he's and, and, and all this voice acting stuff that he did in the video game stuff so this one hits, you know. I, I know I say it a lot of times, but you know this one's way gone too too soon. Yeah, six seven's way too young, and he was a great actor. You know, even take Goodfellas aside, like some of his other movies, like it was a stupid comedy, but he was great in Observant Report. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he played oh, the yeah. best asshole in that movie, the movie Narc, which I think is criminally underrated. I was gonna say Narc is phenomenal, yeah. and he was brilliant in that. Like he was one of the best. Like and it was always that same type of character role, whether it be gangster or not, but. But he played it so well and so believable and made you care about that character. So this is a huge loss to Hollywood. Yeah, even as a villain, he had a way to tug yeah. at you. Uh, he was There's so many great movies he was in that he was just fucking phenomenal in. And uh, as this, was, this was rough. Nobody expected it. Nobody saw it coming. 67 is super yeah. young. Yeah. I mean, I know that when we were young, we used to think super 67 was old. The older you get, you realize 67 is not that old. Uh, and damn. Damn. You know, what have we been robbed of? So... 
Uh, we are going to observe a moment of silence in a second, but uh, before we observe that, uh, we would like to send our condolences to his family, friends, and fans, which we are amongst, and we are going to have a moment of silence for the legendary, great Ray Liotta. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. If you didn't see the news, there was a hell of a box office this week, and we're going to kick it off with number five for its sixth week on the list with $4.6 million of the bad guys. Damn right. Uh, number four this week with $5.9 million for its second week, Downton Abbey, A New Era. God, get him. Get him that British TV. <laughs> uh, debuting this week for an animated movie, the Bob's Burgers movie with $12.6 million. I'm surprised it made so much, but good on yeah, them. Yep. Uh, Doctor Strange is still in the top two with 16.4 additional dollars. For, here comes for the big one, ladies and gentlemen. Blasting expectations out of the water. They knew it was going to be big, but domestically, $124 million on its opening week. And I was the idiot that said I thought it was going to do maybe 50. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, and there was a lot of people who were like, oh man, I think you're high at 50. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. You know what it is? The word of mouth travel a lot faster. Yeah. Because the people who saw it were like, man, this is a great fucking film. You got to see it. Traveled faster and more people went and fucking saw right. it. And uh, I'll give you a little a, a spoiler of the second half of this show. I absolutely recommend this movie. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the second half of the show in the non-spoiler section of the review and then into the spoiler review. As you guys know, which we are doing the wonderful, the great Top Gun Maverick for 3FM Movie Club in the second half of the show. But before we can get there, Diesel, what is the upcoming films in the theater this upcoming week? Well, we got a slow week this week with uh, Last Scene Alive, Watcher, and Dashcam. And yeah, absolutely. Next week, though, we get another big one, Jurassic World Dominion. So next week on the 3FN Movie Club, I can feel safe to say we will be reviewing something off of our Patreon list. Our wonderful patrons do. We're going to be drawing that. We will let you know on social media which one of the movies has won out. Uh, but... Until then, uh, the week after that will definitely be Jurassic World Dominion. We'll be reviewing that. So, you guys know that's how we roll. Sometimes it's older films, sometimes new films, but we always do a movie review right here on the 3FN. But, Diesel, you know what else we ever do each and every week? We do a top three. So, what is this week's top three? Tying into absolutely nothing this week, your top three favorite alien races. I love how it ties into nothing. I mean, <laughs> technically, Star Wars Celebration, okay. lots of aliens, but it's going to come to a shock. I'm not going to, I made it harder on myself, although it was easy. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to use any Star Wars because technically you could just sit here and just list off Star yeah. Wars aliens, okay? But we're not going to do that. I'm going to pick three others. It's no surprise for anybody who hears the show where it is, except for the third one, because in my third place spot, I got Mel Mackians. That's Alf, if you didn't know. Remember the show Alf? He was from the planet Milmac, which means he's a Milmacian. And I enjoy Milmacians. <laughs> also, we decided during the Patreon break that Teasel may be a Milmacian. If you want to find out why, patreon.com slash 8122 for as little as $1 a month. We can't say that on these airs. That's why we have that. Uh, my number two spot is uh, The Predators from the Predator movies. Uh, I've always loved Predator. I've always loved the series. There's so many different ones. You have the Hunter Predators. You have the gigantic fucking crazy one in, in the ship movie. But it was kind of cool to see a Goliath Predator. Yeah. So many good ones. If you look at the toy line, holy fuck, they have ones we've never seen. <laughs> 
I'm trying to sell the kids. But my favorite of all time, probably the greatest, in my opinion, and this, and I might get hate from this from people, especially Star Wars fans. Probably the greatest designed alien of all time is the Xenomorph from Alien. Like it's sleek, it looks beautiful. Yep. It's steampunk before steampunk was a huge thing. Yep. It's it's it's. I don't know. I don't think there's anything more beautiful than a Xenomorph, and it's my number one alien. I don't want to run into it anywhere. No. But at the same time, it is definitely my number one alien in all of the galaxy. Yeah. In universe. Well, you keep talking about how beautiful it is. I kind of want to run into one now. <laughs> well, for you, you would love it because it's got two mouths, not one. <laughs> it's, I mean, got the smaller, gotta... it's got the smaller one to make sure it fits. There we go. <laughs> also, you might want to be careful of the smaller mouth. The downside, it, it, it's, it's saliva is acid. That's so. the downside. I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. <laughs> Ron, what's your top three? Uh, number three, I'm going with Mork. I don't know what they're Orkian. Yeah, because Orkian. he's from Ork. Yeah. So it it's Orkian. Orkian. I okay. think he has to be an Orkian. I don't know if they've ever discussed that, yeah. but if he's from Ork, it's Orkian. So yeah. the Orkians. Uh, number two, the symbiotes from Venom. Venom symbiotes. Okay. Because, you know, they're, they're just badass, so I don't care. No. And obviously, number three is Cybertronians. I was going to say number one. Or number one, yeah, Cybertronians. Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't say that, <laughs> I'd probably throw something at you. I'd be like, what list did you read instead of coming up on your own? Because we know what number one would be for you. <laughs> Diesel. All right. I'm going to use the derogatory term because I cannot pronounce polypqua. The prawns from the District 9 franchise. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah the prawns yeah. were badass. Yeah. Uh, number two, we're going to go with the cartoon world, the popples from Futurama. Okay, okay. all right. They look delicious, and then <laughs> if you don't eat them, they get big. And then number one, taking down an empire. <laughs> Fuck off. We the, knew it was fucking coming. The cuddliest <laughs> mini versions of Wookiees, the Ewoks. Only because you couldn't find enough stall people. We, we knew... We knew that <laughs> shit was coming. Diesel. They're a brave and powerful race. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you're not just wrong, you're stupid. Now wait just a minute. And you're ugly, just like your mom. <laughs> just like your mom. The Ewoks. Get on the Ewok train, it. people. God <laughs> damn it. The reason why Return of the Jedi is a fucking joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But Ron would still say it's better than Return of the King. It is better than Return of the King. We just had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, that's going to do it for the first half of this show. We are going to take a brief break. But when we come back, it's going to be time for the 3FN Movie Club review of Top Gun Maverick. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast. And you're listening to the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. Just like you. We are back 
with this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And of course, it is of the brand new movie that just came out this past week, Top Gun Maverick. The long-awaited sequel to Top Gun. Let's think about this. 1986, we reviewed it last week, to 2022. 36 years in the making. Yep. 36. Well, technically speaking, it was supposed to come out in 2021 on the 35th anniversary. <laughs> but instead, we had to push it back a whole year and then some because of, you know, the pandemic. And I, I'm going to say this first and foremost. And once again, you know, we start non spoiler. So you guys don't need to tune in. We'll play, you know, you already know we'll play the spoiler alert when we before we give the spoiler full. Uh, but I want to say this going into it I am goddamn happy ecstatic that Tom Cruise refused to let this come out on a streaming service. Yeah. Because that was what they wanted at one point, was for this to come out on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And Tom Cruise put his foot down and said, that ain't happening. This will come out in the theaters or I'll never see the light of day. And I am fucking glad because this is a movie that needs a theater. I, I yeah. honestly, you know me, I love movie theaters. If you don't, that's fine. I love the act of going to a movie theater and this is one of those movies that if you see in a theater, you're like, this is the movie. And let alone the fact that, thankfully, thanks to my boss, who took a large group of us to go see this on Tuesday, before it came out with the Fathom event in IMAX in Syracuse, it was fucking phenomenal seeing IMAX. I would suggest, if you do have an IMAX theater, spend the extra money, even if you've seen it already, to watch it in IMAX. It feels like you're in the fucking movie. Nice. I might want to go see it in 4DX next. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's phenomenal. A, a movie to see in the theater. We'll get to the ratings at the end. But before we get there, we are in the spoiler fill zone. So let's give out the synopsis of Top Gun Maverick. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Training a de uh, detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. This sounds that synopsis, although it is true to the movie. Sounds super ominous, doesn't it, Ron? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> super fucking ominous. Well, let's talk about, uh, of course, the official release date of uh, Top Gun Maverick was, well, April 28, 2022 at, at CinemaCon, but May 27th everywhere else. It has a runtime of 131 minutes. Production companies are Skydance Media and Don Simpson slash, slash Jerry Brockheimer Films. It's distributed by Paramount Pictures. Uh, the movie is based on characters by Jim Cash and Jack, Jack Epps, and the story was written by Peter Craig and Justin Marks. Uh, the movie's produced by Jerry Brockheimer, Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, and David Ellison. The screenplay was written by Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, and Christopher McQuarrie, and it is directed by Joseph Kaczynski. The movie stars Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Jennifer Conley, John Hamm, Glenn Powell, Lewis Pullman, Ed Harris, Monica Barbaro, and so many more. Cinematography, and by the way, this was masterful. I will give that away. Claudio Miranda, edited by Eddie Hamilton. And the music uh, was done by Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, Hans Zimmer, and Lauren Baffle. Interesting. All right. The budget of this movie was $170 million. We know domestically it made 124 in its opening weekend. Would you like to guess what it made internationally? 
Well, combined. Worldwide, sorry. Uh, worldwide, 375. Ronald? Two, 245. Ron, you were closer. $260.6 million, so it's made its money back. And then some, and I think it'll have another big week next week without anything also major yeah. coming out. So look for this movie to break probably $200 million in the States. And worldwide, I would say it's going to easily break probably 400 there's a chance that this beats out Jurassic World Dominion 2 on its third week. And you, I'm going to be honest, I am so glad to be fucking wrong. Because I, I, I was the one that said it's probably going to make $50 million. It's a nostalgia thing. Maybe us older people are going to go see it. They remember the original. Fuck no. Fuck no. That's not it. Oh, we, and when we went Friday night, there was a mix. It was kids. It was... Oh, you should have seen yeah, the, there was yeah. a mix in the IMAX theater. Yeah. It was crazy. There was people dressed up as fighter pilots. It was it was it was yeah. a little weird, but you know what? This movie was thirty six years in the making, and there's yeah. a lot of people who grew up on this movie. So I understood. I wasn't even judging people. Although Diesel, you would have been very happy. We weren't sure. In front of us, there was a gentleman who looked like he was in his mid fifties to early sixties, and he was with a girl who looked to be in her mid twenties, late twenties, maybe max. And we were trying to figure out if it was daughter or sugar baby. Ooh. It was a, it was it was interesting. We don't know. Although there was a fork, there was a little fork thrown in because myself and one of my other coworkers did not get a good look at this girl, like because it was dark in the theater, and somebody who caught the light off of her, another one of my coworkers, said that she looked older than what she was. Still young for him. She he was like she's probably late thirties, early forties. But the guy was easily late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, okay. But I we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> There's a possibility. So I thought you, if you, I wish you were there for your expertise, dude. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Well, before we get to that spoiler alert and we talk spoilers and give the full review and our scores and everything, to keep it for you folks at home who may have not seen Top Gun Maverick yet, and spoiler free, we are going to do our recommendations. To be clear, Diesel did not go see this movie because he was busy working. He was busy. But myself and Ron did. So I'm going to start with Ron. Do you recommend or not recommend, spoiler free, of course, why or why not? Uh, actually, I do recommend this movie regardless of anything. Um, it, it's, it's a fun watch. Like, if you remember the first one, they pay enough homage. If you've never seen the first one, you don't have to see the first one to see this because they give you enough flashbacks, the key flashbacks that you just need to know. So, yeah, I def- definitely recommend. By the way, I, before I give mine, I just want to point out it just came across literally, this just came in minutes ago. Uh, Top Gun Maverick breaks Memorial Day box office weekend record of $151 million. So it made, well, if it was 124, it made another 20-some million on Memorial Day. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid weekend. Uh, yeah, this movie's going to do big bucks. Yeah. Big bucks, no whammy. So it's official. $151 million, highest grossing Memorial Day weekend film of all time. Uh, recommend or not recommend? It's simple. I recommend this film. I think this movie is beautiful. The cinematography in this is great. The score in this is great. The story is really good. Uh, if you were a fan of the original, you are going to love this movie. If you didn't like the original, or you have, you know, or you're not, you know, it, it, you know, it rated like in the middle, kind of for like a lot of people, you're gonna love this movie because it is a better movie than the original. I'll just go ahead and say it in the spoiler free. It really is. It's a better movie than the original, and I think that, that there's something for everybody in this film. Uh, great action sequences, great emotional sequences, storytelling, top fucking tier. Uh, was there some stuff in it that I didn't like? Of course, but there's always going to be stuff in a movie that people don't like. But overall, I give this one, you know, two thumbs up as far as a recommendation goes. So go out and see this if you can. And I would say, if you can see it in a theater and you feel comfortable going to the theater, 
do because it's awesome in a theater. Also, if you can see it in IMAX or 4DX, this, if you've ever wanted to splurge before, this could be the fucking movie to do it to and feel good about because 4DX, when you, if you smell the fucking plane shit and stuff, it'd be fucking cool. Nice. Could you imagine the wind blowing on you? Ah, see, man, see bro. Breeze air. Bro, it'd be bro, good. The sparks flying in your face. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Can you smell Miles Teller's abs? If you could, you'd you be in. Uh, it's pretty close, then. He, he, he did get ripped for this. Oh, he, was, he was looking sexy. <laughs> that, 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 it's was, nice to see people on the Miles Trawler train, finally. I've been on this train since Whiplash. I just <laughs> want to point out, you look good in a mustache. Oh, yeah. Look good in a mustache. Flavor saver. There you go. But <laughs> before we can dive any further into anything, we are gonna we are now going to give you the warning. In a minute, I'm going to play the spoiler alert. We're going to go into our spoiler-full review of the movie, which will lead to our scores and everything. If you have not seen Top Gun Maverick and do not want this movie spoiled, this is where you pause the podcast. After you see it, come back and hear our review of it and see if you agree or disagree. If you have seen it or you don't care to see it and you just want to hear the review, stay on. But for everybody, you have been warned officially right now. We are in the spoiler zone. Not the danger zone. I should remix that for this. I've been to the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Diesel, you be in? Why not? Timey kangaroo down. I love how I got it back in your head. Oh, so bad. Uh, I can tell. Actually, that was the first time I heard it when I played it on Patreon. For the patrons, they know. Sorry if you guys don't inside uh, baseball. But there's a, a, a song that the owners of Dragon Master Games wanted me to play for Diesel. To annoy him, man. Yeah. It worked. It worked. It worked. Uh, with that being said, though, let's talk about Top Gun Maverick, shall we? Uh, as normal, we're not going to do the full scene by scene because that's not what we do here. We do the good and the bad before we do play the game and then give our scores. So, Ron, let's start with the good. I'll go ahead and start, and I will say, holy shit, the, the good outweighs the bad by quite a bit. I've already mentioned in the non-spoiler part, I thought the story was beautiful. Yeah. I thought they really did a good job of the main storyline just being cohesive uh, from A to B. It was beautiful. I also like the fact that we got not too many flashbacks, No, they, but just enough to the, get the story across. The, the key ones. We got the, the goose dying scene. Yep. Uh, which is important to the story because Rooster, who's played by Miles Teller, is his son. Uh, we got and, and it weighs on uh, Maverick the whole movie. Yeah, obviously, uh, we find out that the reason that Rooster doesn't like Maverick has nothing to do with his dad being dead. He doesn't blame Maverick for his father's death. It's because Maverick pulled his papers when he tried to become a pilot. No he wouldn't let him be a pilot, so it set him back yeah. four four or five years. Four years. And you find out during the movie, though, when he's talking to Jennifer Connelly, that he did it because his mother, before she died, poor kid lost both parents. <laughs> I know, he killed him. Before she died, made Maverick promise that he would never let him fly. So instead of, and it really looks sort of a cool scene because yeah. Jennifer Connelly's character, uh, who she plays uh, Penny, goes, So why don't you just tell him that? And he goes, I'd rather him hate me than hate his mother. Okay. So it's like this like chivalrous thing that he's holding on to these things. You find out more about Maverick being... This makes him... like In the first movie, he was all that was man. Very machismo. You know what I mean? In this movie, you can see that there's flaws to Maverick and things weigh on him. And, and he remembers every day he has the nightmares of Goose dying. Yeah. And it's it's like something that's fresh in his mind. 
And it leads to some really good scenes. And by the way, Tom Cruise, fucking, let's go into plus. Tom Cruise is a fucking phenomenal actor. I mean, yeah. we already know this, but that motherfucker, holy shit. Like the way he delivered lines, it's, it was phenomenal. Miles Teller knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, Penny, played by uh, Jennifer Connelly, knocked it out. Of the, actually, I don't know if there was the only person, and it's going to be in my negatives, but I'll just say ahead of time, my only person I didn't enjoy in this movie actually was John Hamm. Yeah, I get it. I can understand that. Because I don't think he delivered the line trick. But that's fine. It is what it is. Sometimes a performance, it doesn't make the movie bad. But that is one. You know, I'm going to negative. Uh, let's talk about cinematography, which is probably the best thing in this movie. The fact that the director and the cinematographer knew that the best way to make this movie work was to actually have the actors in fighter planes. Yeah. So... Um, they obviously weren't flying them because you can't fly a fighter plane unless you're a fighter pilot. Yeah. However, you can sit behind the fighter pilot that they don't shoot and the camera's mounted and you look like you have dummy controls and you can actually look like you're flying a plane while the motions are being made, which led to some cool shit. Yeah. Because uh, you could see there was a couple times where it looked like some of the actors wanted to lose their lunch because yeah. I'm assuming that they were rolling in the yeah. plane or something. Uh, so, But it led to realism because the body was moving. Yeah. It wasn't like they were like, you know, like when somebody's faking yeah. Like flying a plane, they make moves, try to make, and it looks no. fake. No, no, no. They looked like they were made because they were flying. I, I really think the one scene with uh, uh, payback, or I think it was payback when you when he went unconscious. When he out, I really think I, I really out. think that because the way that he was like dozing, doze, like that wasn't real. Like come back to yeah, yeah. Like I think I think that pilot didn't tell him he was going to do it and pull and pulled the G's and he just because because he blacked out like just his body just went limp. And his head's just going around, and then when he well, you can they, see him start to go, and then yeah, he goes. And it, yeah, like like I really, I really think they they didn't tell him they were doing that and did that to him, and then when he came to, they caught it for that scene. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It looked like the same thing happened with Miles. He didn't pass out, but no. it looked like he was he, like like all, every one of them when there was like the high G spot, they all looked like yeah, like they were fucking gonna <laughs> lose it, uh, which it happens, you know. Uh, other also. All of the stunts in the in the movie, as far as the exterior, with the exception of two, two were CGI because they were unsafe to do, but with the exception that they were all done by real planes and filmed from the outside and it looked beautiful, like the flying through the fucking ravine and shit, like low angle, that was all real. Yeah, they were actually making them run that at an actual naval course, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, the one scene that was CGI'd and it had to be was remember when Hangman and Rooster and the fucking plane arguing with each yeah. other and fucking Maverick comes, comes up, up in, in between them. them. There's no way you can do that safely. So no. that so the two planes were real. The Maverick's plane wasn't because the yeah. planes just did this to offset it. Yeah. But in real life, you would have fucking crashed. Fun story. I would have thought there's a scene in this movie where the evil country, which they don't name, they don't name. Russia. <laughs> Russia. Well, there was snow, so I'm assuming. But they don't name it. Yeah. They never give it a name. Could have been China. Could have been. North Could have been. There was snow. That's all we know. Yeah. But they had high-tech planes. Where <laughs> fifth, were actually fifth generation. Fifth generation, which is not actually accurate, but it's okay. They were U.S. planes that they used through the movie. Because when the Fathom event, we got a commercial for the Air Force. Like, they had a cool... Air Force oh, commercial before the movie because they don't play yeah. trailers. Although we did get the trailer to Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. We also got the, the cool scenes because, you know, when we went to the Fathom and they did the live thing, we got the cool scenes from all the different premieres and it, like fucking having Tom Cruise flying on a helicopter to a fucking aircraft carrier. Pretty fucking nice. Pretty oh, nice. fucking insane. But anyway, so there's a move in the movie 
where and it's from the enemy plane where the plane comes and they fucking pitch it straight so it goes from you know horizontal to straight vertical to stop and it rolls and comes back and you would have been like there's no way that's real the, and I would have said that too but that fucking Air Force commercial showed a plane doing it yeah and I went so that's the only reason I knew it was real could you imagine going oh, full speed dude. in a jet and this motherfucker goes from ver- from complete horizontal to complete vertical, and then it, fucking comes back. Well, in the movie, like it hits, it, it hits too when they do that because uh, Rooster and Maverick both go. Rooster's just like, "What the fuck oh, is, is that, that shit?" Because <laughs> mind like, you, they're they're ex- that's when they're escaping in an old F fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of because that's the the plane that they commandeered to try to escape in. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it was Grand Theft Auto for a minute. It was kind of funny, but uh, no, like it was. So I love that they added the realism. They did all that yeah. stuff. It's super fucking cool. Uh, also, positives of the film. Like I said, the acting was amazing. I love the story. Uh, I, 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 the emotions, man. The emotions were there. The emotions. I will say this. Seeing Val Kilmer oh. as fucking Iceman. And mind you, they, the way that they explain, the way that they keep how bad he looks in real life. And I don't know if there's something going on. Hopefully there's not. Because Val Kilmer is an awesome fucking actor. Yeah. But the way that they hide like a lot that was they put him on his deathbed, like the cancer. He's we find out he has cancer. You find out he's a four star yeah. admiral. He's he, fucking he like the back, top of the yeah. top. He's he's fought cancer off a couple times. This time he ain't fighting it off. And so when you see him, he's in his robe and he's got a towel around his neck yeah. to like whatever, and he can't really talk. So he's using a computer just to type it in. Yeah. But then finally he tells Maverick to lean in, and he kind of gives him the little bit of the business and about and it's a real emotional scene you know because they basically uh admit that they love each other and and they would do anything for each other and then at at the end iceman's like i only ask one last thing who do you think's the better pilot between (laughs) us and maverick's like and also maverick's got a great line because it's this emotional scene and they do a great job of this going from emotional to giving you a little laugh maverick goes no, this is a beautiful moment. Why? Why are we gonna ruin this? <laughs> like, that's literally the line. And, and the way Tom Cruise is, like, he paused and he's just like, "It's a beautiful moment. Let's not ruin it." <laughs> so it's really kind of a fun scene, and it's an emotional scene. And of course, uh, you talk about tear jerking in the movie. There's a couple different times, but one of them is when uh, after things go down, Maverick finds out the Iceman dies, and they go to the ice, in Iceman's funeral, and it's fucking brutal. Yeah. And this comes right after he has this really emotional scene with Rooster. And they kind of have it out for the first time, really have it out about everything and him pulling his papers and everything. Phenomenal, though. Uh, you want to add something to the to fucking... I'm gushing over here. You want to add something <laughs> to the positives, Ron? I mean, it, it, the story it was a solid story. It, w- it was a nice little take. Um, them bringing uh, Maverick in as the instructor w- was actually r- well done. Like, like it wasn't just... He, he was a test pilot. He was testing out a plane. They were about to lose their funding. He had it like they were supposed to be going to nine G's with the new Mach new, nine, Mach nine, with the new new plane. And like they're like, well, we're losing the fundings for the drone operation, so we need to like. He goes, well, I guess we're going to Mach ten. Yeah, and because the thing it, was, they needed to be to Mach ten by this whatever date. Yeah. But the test they were supposed to do was Mach nine. They'd never been past Mach nine. <laughs> And fucking, and he's like, I guess we're just doing it. Yeah. Well, he's not here yet. Yeah. <laughs> like the rear admiral, yeah. he's yeah. not here yet. Yeah. So you know, and his buddy Hondo, who's been helping him with all the test, all the test testing and stuff, he he comes in. He's like, okay, well, let's get this started. Then the admiral, played by uh, Ed Harris, you know, comes comes over and 
Maverick's all, like already on the plane. Like what? My favorite part of that is Hondo as they're walking to the plane <laughs> goes, listen, the test is for Mach 10, not 10.1, not 10.2, not 9.9, 10. You get to 10, do not go beyond 10. And he goes, don't worry, I won't. He goes, I know you. Don't go beyond 10. It's for fucking 10. And so, of course, he gets in the plane. And and at 9.6, he becomes the fastest pilot that's ever flown a plane. And he's like, and he's sitting, and he's sitting there for a minute, and he's like, and he's pushing. He's like, all right, come on, you got it. And he gets the, gets the ten questionably. Like, like you're. you're he finally gets there. It's weird because he's at nine point nine. He's just pushing yeah. as hard as he can because it feels like they explained it, it feels yeah. like ten thousand pounds on your chest. Yeah. And he's like pushing and he's pushing. And he finally hits ten, and then you in the theater you're like, oh fuck, I know where this is going <laughs> because of course he looks down and Hondo's like, please don't do it, please don't do it, please. And all of a sudden he's like. Pushes the stick more, <laughs> and he gets to like ten point three before the plane fucking Blows explodes up. up together, and he ends up in the middle of He's somewhere. nowhere, somewhere, some country, not even the U.S. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. No, don't, no, it was U.S. It was the U.S. Yeah, because because the kid, the kid, it was Midwest somewhere, somewhere. Because the kid, the kid speaks English. Because he walks in, he's got his you know helmet, and he's just walking into this diner. And it's a small town because everybody's in this diner. Points, points at the glass of water. Lady gives him a gun. Then he thinks her after his mouth is He goes, drunk. where am I? And this kid just looks at up at him. Earth. Because <laughs> he looks like a spaceman. But yeah, he was suborbit fucking doing, you know, te- yeah. Mach 10 fucking crazy shit. But yeah, that's where you find him. And then if his punishment, because once again, save, you find out that he gets saved by Iceman all the time. Yeah. The only reason he's still in the Navy is because Iceman keeps saving him and he's an admiral. So he turns around and he's like, uh, Iceman gets him called to Top Gun, back to the the program. To at first he thinks he's running a mission. No, 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 he's teaching a mission, basically a suicide mission. They have to get into a place really quick, hit a small target, but to come in you have to come in low below all these anti-air Sam Sam missiles, and then you have to come up over a fucking cliff, a mountain. Go back upside down, come Invert. down. You have to do a two-man team, blow the first team. One one of the planes locks onto the target. The other plane shoots it because it's a small fucking target. The second set of planes shoots into that to blow it up. And then you have to come up this steep fucking cliff that'll make that, that you'll hit about Mach 9 on and make you pass out if you don't if you're not careful before coming over. And by then, the anti-air uh, missiles know that you're there. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then then you're just you're just trying to keep yourself alive. Nope. Meanwhile, meanwhile, fighters are going to be scrambled too. So it's a fucking crazy suicide mission, and and he knows that. Yeah. So you deal with that. But any more positives? Uh, it was it was a well paced movie. Oh yeah. Like, like like the pacing was actually really for well. 133 minutes. Yeah, it's, like it's, it was it's an over two hour film. It's, it's still good. Yeah. It, the pacing is right there. It, it went like you said when we were talking before. It's it, you get an emotional scene, you get a comedy scene. You get an emotional scene, you get a comedy scene. And it was actually really well done. And then action mixed and in then, as well. Then, then, well, yeah, then action and all that stuff. But, like, it's just, it just, every time you needed a little comedy, it was there. And it was just enough, it wasn't overdone. It was enough for what needed to be at that moment. Oh, agreed. Uh, one last thing in, in the positive territory going along with that is, of course, uh, Danger Zone. <laughs> uh, I know you, they didn't overplay a diesel. No, 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 I think no. they got twice, if that. 
I know that the only one Beginning time for. I think there was there was another time in the movie. I'm only I think it was twice. faint. I think Ready it was for faint. This? I'm only saying twice because I don't want to be wrong because I only think I only heard it really one time. Yeah, and that was because in the beginning of the movie they did an homage to the original. Yeah. and they don't open like they're doing an homage no. to the original. They do something else, and then all of a sudden you see the fighter planes taking off from the aircraft yeah. carrier, and that's when we get Danger Zone. And I'm like, they knew how to fucking start a movie, yeah. and I'm fine with that. But the seventh time you hear, it, you're just like, seriously, no, you don't no, hear it. I don't. It's, I, the only reason I'm saying two. It's because there there might be a faint time. Yeah, I think, I think but I don't want to be wrong. I think <laughs> there's only it, one time it's loud. Yeah, I think it might be in the background. Like yeah. it might like get when they start. And the no, end. take my breath away. There is an instrumental like weird yeah. orchestra kind of version of it that you hear at one point, but it's not quite take. It, you could tell it's supposed to be take my breath away, but it's purposely not. Yeah, they do do great balls of fire. They do do which which actually Miles works. Teller sings it too. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. should put you in. Like and and it's good. Like it's it fits. You well, know, yeah. him reminiscing his dad because that's a flashback scene of. Because that's one of the yeah, yeah. that's one of the cool ones. Because uh, Tom Cruise gets thrown out. Yeah. Do, do uh, they make mention well. of the fact that you know it took thirty six years to get this movie made? What year is this set in? Present day. Well, I'm assuming present day, but I was probably try present day to twenty twenty one. So Rooster's forty. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 He's in his 30s, though. He's yeah, in his 30s. He's, he's definitely in his 30s because he's had the, the... Well, in 86, if... I his mean, character was probably like four. Right. So he would be... Eh. <laughs> I've been trying to do that math in my head. I'm like, I can't make it fit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I, that they, they, they... They didn't really say what time... We're going to try yeah. to poke holes in a fucking pot. Who cares? <laughs> Did yeah. you want Miles Teller as Rooster or not? Uh, yes, I do. I want him By as the way, cock all of, of my them, life. I, they all look kind of young, but they're all in their 30s, you yeah. can tell. Yeah, because yeah. they've all been Top Gun pilots for a while. They're the yeah. best of the best that they bring in. Yeah, like they, they've already won through the school and all that stuff. They are the best of the best. There's like eight of them. No. Uh, and, you know, they're all. There's like a group that you don't even get this. Like, you don't, you, you, you see their names, they don't even talk. Mm. Like, like, there's just that, that, like, group, and you don't even, you know, there's. Like, you don't even know them. You you get the you get the ones that are going to be part of the mission. You get the couple that are trying to be part of the mission, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So you got guys like guys like named like Yale. We had Yale. Yeah, he, we, he was nobody. Yeah, he was a, he was one of the ones that yeah. wasn't into. Uh, we had Payback, who is in it quite a bit. Yeah, Payback. Yeah, Fanboy, Fanboy, and Payback are flying one of the planes. Yeah, they're a team. Bob, Bob is Phoenix's uh, yeah. rear pilot. Yep. Yeah. You have Fritz. Fritz was another one that was in the bar yeah, scenes. He's the he's, he's the young Asian guy. Yeah, he's the background. He, uh, of course, Hangman, yep. who is the mixture of Maverick and Iceman, yeah. pretty much. Uh, of course, Miles Teller plays Bradley Bradshaw, aka Rooster, because uh, he gets his full name. Uh, Phoenix, played by Monica yeah. Barbaro, which she I thought, is fucking I thought, great. I thought she was amazing because you know it, it didn't feel you know sometimes in these cases they feel like they like stick something in there like oh we had to get a girl because no, of whatever no. it didn't. Like she was fucking cool. Yeah. They made the jokes like naval navy guys, like oh men and women, because Hangman was kind of yeah. whatever. You find out how Hangman got his name because he leaves people and, hanging. And you wonder if Hangman and Phoenix actually had a relationship. You kind of get that feel. And it's also like Rooster and her have a thing, but they never go into it, which yeah, is kind of so, weird. So I th- yeah, but that's the thing. Like in I, th- I think it, I think it's more Hangman and Phoenix had a relationship. I think and Roo- they, Rooster kind of came in and might have broken them up. We're not quite sure. Yeah, but they kind of leave it. Walk. Ready for this? They can't. The, the nice part is they leave it. Yeah. Like like it's like X Files. Yeah. Like you know, but they don't ever confirm it. Yeah. Which, which is fine. You didn't need to. I know. like it, that. It was enough to be like, hey, they, they definitely are close. It adds depth to the character without making it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also without making it a, a stupid obvious like Captain Obvious shit. Yeah. Like they they did a good job of not doing most a lot of that. 
Uh, let's go to the negatives though, because I do have some, and I know I know that, that that Ron has some as well, and he told me that they were funny, so I can't wait to hear them. Uh, let's go with uh, I'll go with mine first, so I can get to yours. Uh, the love story between Penny and Maverick doesn't need to happen. Does no. it ruin the movie? No, but it really they it comes out of nowhere. They try to explain it in in, in a, a disposition real quick, but it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, uh, they, I just think that they put it in there because they felt like Maverick needed. I love it. Like, at the end of the day, I think that for the end of the movie, they thought that that was going to be how the movie should end. I don't blame them. However, you could have actually gotten rid of it, and it would have not made the movie better or worse. Yeah. So it was really not an event. Would have saved about 10 minutes. Her daughter, Amelia, really had no reason to be in the movie. No, that was just the the whole thing to sit there and say, don't break her heart. Yeah, in that that, that one scene. Uh, Outside of that, there was... Uh, John Hamm's performance was not a fan of. He gives one good speech in the movie, but yeah. other than that, it, it doesn't feel like it, there's something about the way he delivered lines. That I was like, I just wasn't there. And I like John Hamm normally, yeah. but I just didn't like it. They would have been better off yeah. to just leave Ed Harris as Ed the Harris, main fucking bring pro- Viper back, right? Bring, bring, yeah. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. Uh, I I did dig uh, I did dig Hondo though. Hondo was yeah. fucking Hondo. Great. It was great. Uh, so there was really good stuff in this movie. Um. I'm trying to think of what else I didn't like. Like, like didn't like, didn't like. I think that's it, really. Like, there was a, there was a couple things that I would have done a little differently. I don't even think I would have cut the movie down for once. Because, honestly, the pacing no. was so good. No, was I mean, fine. you could have cut 10 minutes. Like, if you would have cut the love story, it would have cut 10, 15 minutes from the film. But it doesn't even need that because the yeah. pacing was so good. It didn't feel like... I never looked at my watch or anything, or I mean, my clock, because it didn't feel like a two-hour and 13-minute film. No, like, instead of having the love interest with Maverick, you could have had... Uh, not killing off Meg Ryan's character, and actually, yeah, and just, just have her and uh, with that Rooster, cool. you know, a little bit like that. Like I think you could have done that. We could have ex- the one thing that I will say, and it doesn't make it. I think we should have explored the new pilots a little more. Yeah, because we got a little bit of backstory on them, and they and they liked how they did it in a kind of nice, like tied up way. But I would have liked to hear a little more yeah, from someone, especially because one of the end scenes that we get, of course, is Rooster shaking Hangman's hand, much like Maverick and Iceman. Yeah. Of course, we see that picture of them, and then we see that it's, so it's very similar. I would have liked to see more of that. We know that yeah. they push each other's buttons, but if they were in know. the same, if they were in the same class, or if they were in a different right. class, or you know, little and things maybe like a that. little more with Phoenix. Yeah, because Phoenix was really cool. She was a great character, but she, they didn't flesh out. I would have loved to see if there was a backstory where her and Hangman yeah. may have had something, and her and Rooster actually current. I don't need the love story, love yeah. story, but I would have liked to know a little more. I think the characters were worth a little more backstory. Yeah, quite honestly. Uh, so I, I think that's a negative for me. It's not a game changer because the movie was still great without that, but yeah. I just think it was things. Here we go, Guron. Your negatives. All right. This was basically fucking Star Wars without being first Star Wars fans. <laughs> Is that a really negative, though? Because, I well, mean, for us as Star Wars fans, look, that's a positive. Yeah, maybe yes or no. Like, it's basically that training montage to go on their attack for the Death Star. Uh, basically, Maverick's Obi-Wan. Let's face it. He doesn't die. You know, if Obi-Wan didn't die, he's teaching Luke how to do everything. Let's face it. Goose ends up being fucking Qui Gon because they both fucking talk to fucking Goose. What's going like Maverick's like you don't talk. see Goose though you don't see him but, but you, they talk to the like, like Goose Maverick like three out. times goes talk to me Goose okay talk to me and then then uh, Rooster does it once talk to me Dad okay so so fucking Goose becomes a Qui Gon yeah but you don't see the Force Ghost no I just want no, to no there's no Force Ghost there there might have been a f- cloud in the sky that kind of resembled a Goose or something I don't know <laughs> uh, Rooster's basically Luke yep. Let's throw it there. Phoenix is Ahsoka. Her attitude, her mentality is basically Ahsoka. Um, Hangman is Han Solo, especially at the end. The whole 
the whole fucking very cocky and yeah. saves the day. Yeah. Payback is basically Lando, not just because he's black, but he's that. But he is that. But he is because <laughs> he go. But he is that. He is kind of Lando. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Um, Does he but, have sex with his uh, plane? No. Well, um, not that we see. Not that we see, but he probably would. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he does. He does pass out in the plane. Yeah. But like, uh, Iceman's basically Yoda because he's always saving fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick's ass and then Bob we're just gonna put it he's C-3PO and R2-D2 together he's a droid because <laughs> he, he's, he's he's crunching numbers Bob but, is hilarious but he's, he's he's a great part of it all I mean the other characters I could go through the rest but and all it is is basically that run because that's basically what they have to do they have to hit miracle number one which is and miracle number two and miracle number two so it's basically they have to blow up off. two lop rat holes yeah but okay. they gotta blow the grade off of it and then they gotta hit it <laughs> So that's why there's two. And sets. of course they do, and uh, and Rooster does the second shot without yeah radar w- and po- without, without the radar the, without po- the laser, pulls, sorry, pulls the goose po- pulls the fucking Luke and the Force yeah feel the Force Luke and just yeah oh knows yeah exactly when to pull the trigger yeah and then the the enemy fifth gen fighters look like Tie, tie fighters and nice. the and they got the full red black freaking yep. helmets on. They have no they have no characteristics. No yes. characteristics. No nothing. They do not humanize them at all. <laughs> no. So it's it is Star Wars for non Star Wars fans. Although Rooster, when he comes back to save Maverick, and then his plane goes down, that's a funny scene in the woods. I yeah. like that because when when Maverick gets to him, he fucking which he lands way better than Maverick did. Maverick yeah. fucking gets a little ring his bell and everything. He fucking shoves him down. He's like, what the fuck was that? He's like. You told me. You told me to go with what's in my. No, no. What were you? What were you thinking? You told me not, not to, to think. think. Yeah, you told me not to think. And he goes, "That's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> you should be home. You should be back on the carrier and safe." <laughs> like you told me not to think. Now you're yelling at me. Yeah. Come on. So then that leads to them going, "Okay, well, the only thing we can do is go to this the fucking airfield, airfield that, that they blew plane. up." Because they sent a bunch of missiles to blow up, the, so they stopped the planes from going and seal that F fourteen, and they're like, "I don't think we can do this." It's like, "Well, it's not the plane; it's the pilot." Moment that they said freaking three, yeah. you know, like thirty minutes before that, and they get it, and somehow he ma- magically is able to take off with no freaking runway and destroy the fucking landing gear, because you know, and then they get into this combat, you know, which it's I like. I, I like good stuff. I like the countdown with the bullets. Yeah, yeah, like like that was cool. They actually show like this is how much how many bullets is on here, and, and they like, run out of flares. They run out of flares. Like they like they, like because most you don't pay attention to that stuff. Like they they show it they show it's like three hundred rounds, and then like the first set ticks down one hundred and ten yeah. or something. The next set ticks down like one hundred and fifty, and then they're like, uh, uh, well, we got one shot, and like ends up pulling it off or doesn't. I can't remember. And then there's a couple more yeah. planes. <laughs> and then like another a helicopter shows up or something. There, yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, but like, it's they, a really good scene. Yeah, yeah. Because so, most most like air dogfight movies, it's like you're playing a video game on god mode where yeah. you have infinite ammo. And yeah. They're like, no, no, movie, we gotta no. show you how bleak the situation yeah, is. Like, in, like they they ran out of flares, and he's trying to. <laughs> gotta be honest, they do a great job. The, the, the plus part is, wrist respect. They're like, okay, there's nothing going on here. There's nothing working. Well, he goes, you gotta find the fuse. It's, I think it's a three or something. He's like, a three. Where the frick is this fuse? I mean, he's like, I don't know. That's your dad's job. I don't know where it's at. And he's like trying to check all the fuses and stuff, and he fi- and finally finds it. You know? He does finally find it, but it's kind of weird because he doesn't know anything <laughs> he, about it yeah. uh, about an F-14. Yeah. He's never had to fly one. Yeah, but it's, it was just funny. He's just like, uh, 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 I, where, where is it? Tell me where is it? I don't know. That was your dad's job. I was up here playing. <laughs> but, that you know, that's my that's my takeaway from it. It's like, yeah. I, I and then they end up working together, so that's the yeah. nice part. You get the happy ending. I, I still think they should have killed Maverick. 
I think they should. I, I was also a fan of that, but you know what? I didn't mind them working together because that was kind of nice mm-hmm. because now, you know, everybody's at peace with everything. And so you have the picture. So on the wall, he has all these pictures of him and Goose yeah. to remind him. And then you finally have the picture of him and Rooster on the wall as well, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. together. And then they're working together in this little airplane hangar that the Maverick has. <laughs> that, that first scene when he's in the airplane hangar and he's trying to turn, like, fixing something. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, the angle that he has that fucking thing at, he's not touching nothing. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> I, I looked over at my buddy. I'm like, movie magic. We, we, we both know he ain't turning nothing on that, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this review. Before... Before we get to our scores, though, you know we have a little bit of business to take care of. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! (laughs) That's right, it's time to play the game. Last week, Diesel took back the crown. Yeah, you did. In the last minute, last disaffer. Yeah, because you remember you picked the one above. Yeah. And you just got lucky. So Ron is trying to retain or regain the championship. Of course, the game is played simple. It's closest to the number without going over, unless we need a tiebreaker, and in that case, it's closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here. All right, so uh, are you guys ready? By the way, there's only three unless I have to look one up. So the third question will be a tiebreaker. Hopefully, somebody gets these. I hope you guys probably will. (laughs) All right, Ron, you're the challenger. You go first. IMDb, out of 10, using points, what do they give? Uh, Top Gun Maverick. 7.2. I got 7.2 in my end. Diesel. I think everyone's really high on this movie. I'm going to go with 8. Yeah. Diesel goes with 8. You go with 7.2. Yeah. Diesel gets the point. 8.7 out of 10 yeah, on IMDb. High. Diesel. This could actually be for the win in a clean sweep here. Well, we won't give you the clean clean sweep unless you get the third one. Uh, even though this will give you the win. Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give Top Gun Maverick? I know the week... Before it came out, when it was all just reviewers, it was like the near perfect score. It definitely had to come down from there, but I'm gonna go really high with a 90. Ron, 91. Fuck it, you dick. I gotta try. <laughs> Ron steals the point. 96 percent on Rotten Fucking Tomatoes. Is I'm doing amazing. All right, here it comes for the victory. Closest to this number gets it. And Ron, you get to go first because you're the challenger. Google users, <laughs> fuck. Out of 100 percent. You better go 100 because I'm going one higher. <laughs> out of one, uh, out of 100 percent, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, fuck me, 97. Oh god damn it! Diesel. I can't go that high. We're we're gonna go 90. What? We're gonna go 90. We're gonna, gonna go 90. 90. 90. 97. Correct. Yep. yep. Ready? Somebody did win. Your winner. New champion Ron, 95%. Yep. Nice. You're only off by two. <laughs> Diesel, Diesel went too low on it. Too low. So Ron is your new choppy. I almost said 95, but it was like, uh, it's Google users. <laughs> All right, here it comes. It's time now to give our scores. Of course, after we give the nerd score, I will give my uh, critical score as well. But the nerd score is a out of five. Uh, each one has a different category. And of course... Uh, with that, it's an entertainment score, which means that even if it was a bad movie, if you will, it could still actually have a higher score on the nerd score. Uh, perfect example is, and we use it all the time, is Maximum Overdrive, where in real life it's a 2 if it's lucky out of 10. But on the scale, nerd scale, me and Rob would both rank it as a 4 because it's an amazingly epic movie. It's fun as shit, even though it's terrible. That's what <laughs> makes it fun. With that being said, 
Here is a nerd scale for anybody who doesn't already know. A one is no. That means don't watch it. It's a terrible movie. It's horrible. Two is you've been warned, which means it's not quite, it's not a terrible film, but you still shouldn't watch it. It is a waste of time and you've been warned. A three is, eh, it's good, which means it's a good movie. It's an average movie. It's not a bad movie. It is worth a watch, but you probably shouldn't spend money on it. Don't, you probably shouldn't rent it or go to see it in a theater. Probably should just wait until it comes on Netflix, HBO Max, etc., and watch it there. A four is just take my money. That means, hey, you bet you should probably go see this in the theater. It's a great movie, so you should see it in the theater. Rent it on uh, Amazon if you have to. It's worth spending money on, even if you want to buy a copy. It's worth spending money on just take my money. And of course, and the number five spot is Certified Nerd. These are movies that are the rarefied air. They are, you know, the instant classics. They are movies that make you love cinema. You're going to add them to your collections. You're going to put them on a watch list. They're just going to be the live all-time classics. The last one that we ranked as a unanimous certified nerd was The Batman. Previous to that was Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, just to give you a kind of a look into what the movie has to really kind of be. And it doesn't have to be a superhero film. It just so happens those are the two. It helps if it is, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, me and Diesel did give uh, Last Night in Soho a certified nerd. Ron did not, but me and Diesel gave it a certified nerd. So it does show that it, it could be something else. Now, with that being said, Ron, what is your nerd score for Top Gun Maverick? Overall, like, I'm, I'm going to give it a four. Like, it's a very enjoyable watch. You know, I, I enjoyed it. it it's definitely, if you like the original, like I said, see this. If you've never seen the original, you don't need to see this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm with you. I was so close to going it, to five. It is, it is a super close movie to being certified nerd. Super fucking close. Uh, there's just a couple things that I would have done differently. There's just like, it's nitpicky shit, yeah. but it still just keeps it out of there because yeah. really you have to be in that eight and a half range or higher in my opinion. And it just missed that cut yeah. due to some of the things in the movie. So I gave it uh, a four, just take my money. And as far as my critics score, I gave it an eight out of 10. Like I said, it just barely made the cut. Uh, there's just enough, like, there's, like, they kind of, the, the love scene, the, the, the love making scene, but the love story portion of it could have, it didn't even need to be there. I wish they would have flushed out the characters more because they were really likable. Yeah. Uh, there's just little things that I wish they would have done. Oh, uh, one that I didn't put in the thing is I hated the fact that in the opening credits it says, and Val Kilmer, because yeah. nobody was aware if he was in the movie or not. They should have just let it fucking go so it was a surprise when you actually saw him. I thought it was just to give him credit. I didn't think. Right. I, I didn't think. I went the other way with that, dude. Because when I, I saw it, I instantly went, "He's going to be in the movie." I went the other way with it, and, and maybe because I'm stupid, but I went the other way, going, "At least they gave him the name because we know you see his picture." That's cool, and I and that's the way I went with it. And I get what you're saying; yeah. they shouldn't to have me, done it. To me, I was like instantly like, "Oh fuck, he's in the movie," and that yeah. was a good. That would have been a great surprise. Yeah. So I, when he came, yeah. when they finally went to his house, I was like. We're going to get to see fucking Val Kilmer, which I marked out for. Don't get me wrong. But how much I would have marked out more if I didn't know. As soon as they would have showed up, I see Iceman. Fucking Iceman's in the movie. Iceman's in the motherfucking movie, baby. Uh, but I kind of had in my mind that he was going to be there just because I saw him in the opening credits. There was things like that. It yeah. wasn't big things, but a bunch of little things will knock the score down a little bit, let's be honest. And for me, I, we know I won't give anything a 10 out of 10. Uh, nine and a half is like the highest you can probably hope to go. So 
losing a point and a half isn't really a bad shame. No. It's still a fucking great movie. So you know, it just misses the fucking cut. It's, yeah. it's a great movie though. I would suggest seeing it once again in the theaters. It's wonderful. If you want to spend the extra money for IMAX or a 4DX or something like this, this is the kind of fucking movie you go. Yeah. An IMAX, I thought I was in the fucking planes. I'm just going to throw it out there. As an IMAX, the way the music was and everything, I can only imagine what 4DX is like. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. Well, what was funny was we got that little clip of Tom Cruise in the beginning saying, thank you for coming. This is movies. Mm-hmm. Been but that was so much louder than the movie that it was like, well, I was like, oh, man, are they trying to loud this movie out? You know, like, like it's going to be this loud. I don't know why. And then it just, like, mellowed out. They must have not had control of audio like some people. Uh, but it's like when you watch YouTube and the one video is real high and one is real low. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Or the music kicks on. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> shit. Um, but, uh, no, Diesel, I will have to go see I I love this movie. I would, yeah. I'd would i see it multiple times. Uh, it was better than the original by quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. By quite a bit. I, I have nostalgia for the original. I do like the original. But this... And it, it, I do think it's a necessary watch, the original, because I don't think the emotional parts play out as well if you've never seen the original. I mean, you could... I, I'll put it this way. If you didn't see the original and watch this movie, you could figure out what was going on and you would still like this movie. It would still be a really good movie. But what makes it great is the fact that the, the emotional parts are all tied into yeah. the characters that you met in the first movie. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's so... It is kind of half-ass important. But if you were to go in blind, oh, you could watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would understand real, they, they do a good enough job yeah. of explaining where we're at and how we're at. But Tom Cruise, man, vampire, doesn't look at date. <laughs> he still looks like he's fucking in the 1980s, goddammit. Goddamn. Are we going to get a Hot Shots Part 3 now? Well, it depends on where Charlie Sheen and his tiger's blood is at. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, sorry, he, he, he has now gone back to being Carlos Estevez. Or Carlito Estevez, sorry. Oh, he did? Yeah, remember he did that for a couple movies now. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, he's using his real name. Oh. Because I don't think he wants people, you know, separate him from Charlie Sheen. (laughs) More importantly, we need uh, Emilio back. Ah. Emilio! Emilio's great. Uh, But with that being said, uh, so during uh, the Patreon break, if you were listening earlier and you heard me say we're going to give it out later on, we actually took care of the business so we can tell you what we're doing next week. Next week, there's no new movie that we're going to be reviewing. Uh, the following week for the 3FM Movie Club will be Jurassic World Dominion. But next week, because we have to have a movie, we went to the patrons. We picked it a, We picked it out of the patrons by random luck. Next week's 3FN Movie Club review, so you guys can watch it ahead of time as well, will be the comedy classic Down Periscope. What? What? Cannot wait to rewatch this movie. It's been a yeah, while. It's been a while for me. But it's definitely one of the most underrated comedies of all time, in my opinion. Let's see if my opinion has changed over time. We'll find out when we rewatch it for next week's show. But until then, all we got left to do now is pay some bills, Diesel. It's time for some shameless plugs. So that means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. Type three, fat nerds, into any podcast provider out there. And booyah, Kashad, that's where we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. Also, while you're at that podcast provider, smash that like or follow button so you get our show delivered to you each and every week automatically. And also, while you're there, please give us a five-star rating and a review because it really does help the algorithm. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all the social medias, whenever talking about the show, use the hashtag 3FNPod. And if you need to email us, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. 
Of course, uh, make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Every Monday night, myself and Ken M. talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. It comes to you at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's a real fun trip. Also, we've got some stuff in the works for the future. We're going to be doing a movie night again real soon. I got We got a perfect one. Uh, we mentioned it before. It's The Wizard. I uh, can't <laughs> wait to do that. And also, uh, me and Diesel came up with a million-dollar idea that we're going to make no money on. Nice. But it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope everybody's in for it. Uh, so we can't give that away right now, but just know that it's going to be on Twitch.tv. Also, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. You get a ton of extra bonus content, and you help us do everything we do here at 8122 Productions slash 607 Podcast, whether it's podcast, stream, or everything in between. And also, you can win stuff. Two of our lucky patrons won exclusive... Uh, Top Gun Maverick posters that we got at the showing that I went on the IMAX, the Fathom IMAX. We got two of those. I got an extra one. So two people got that. Send them out. So shout outs to Charles and Drew. You both won a Top Gun Maverick poster. So that's going to be awesome. And those are getting shipped out to you. That's the $3 tier. We give shit away every month. So you might want to be a part of that. This month they got that really cool thing. Who knows what's going to be next. But with that being said, Make sure you hit up that Patreon. Help support us. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. HTTP colon backslash backslash 81 double deuce P R O D U C T I O N S dot com. 8122Productions.com for all things 8122Productions. Find out more about the Three Fanners podcast, Horror Zone 607, and 607TWS. Also, while you're there, you can check out the link to our T Public store. Buy some swag and help support the show. The Patreon link's there, the Twitch link's there as well. Also, there's links to friends of the show, like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and of course, our friends at Sci Fi Horror Fest. August 25th and 26th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. It's going to be a great time. For all information, go to scifihorrorfest.com. Also, while you're there, check out the bands who support us and give us music copyright free. Since they support us, you should support them. We're going to give them a shout out right now. First of all, they do our theme song, Shout at the Robots. But also, make sure you check out Tom Jolu, Second Suitor, Floodlands, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia. You can get all of their links, links and info right on 8122productions.com, but also make sure you're listening to them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Support the shit out of them because they support us. And last but not least, we have our local sponsors who help us bring the show to you each and every week commercial free. But we're going to give them a shout out right now as well. Firstly, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That's right, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and would like to know about any events going down at the shop, make sure you follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. Call for an appointment. Call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to, don't forget to tell them the Three Fat Nerds sent you. Damn, Diesel, you almost <laughs> didn't get it out. And now you know how I feel when I get tongue-tied. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got one thing left. Run! One out of ten stars. Terrible. Perhaps the most overrated, I must like it because people say I have to like it films of all times. Badly directed. Too many close-ups. You can see that they use children for the midgets in the film on some of the distant shots. Badly acted. Slow moving boredom. Sorry, people, but I didn't like it, and I shall not be wasting three hours of my life to watch. I will not be watching the second one. Uh, one out of ten stars. Terrible. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. To be fair, the amount of money that they saved by not hiring midgets and hiring kids 
is groundbreaking work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, you know what? It's been another great show. Hopefully you all were entertained and enjoyed our musings and our opinions as we talk nerd news and, of course, gave you the 3FN Movie Club review of Top Gun Maverick. You know, it's going to be another one. Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. It could be. It could be. But you know what? I have no problems with that because I love Star Wars that much. You know what, though? It's been a great week. Hopefully, everybody has good weeks out there. You know, and uh, in this crazy world, all you can ask for sometimes is some great entertainment and just a way to get away. And I hope we provide that each and every week to you. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week as we always are. Until then. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds! I'm just waiting for a YouTube video of X-Wings instead of fighter jets. Later. Timey kangaroo down, sport. Timey kangaroo down. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Happy birthday, Ron. Thank you.